What's going on, guys? We have another week of programming to go over. This is going to be week three of July, rolling right through this month. And just a quick refresher on our themes. We got electricity discipline is gymnastics. System is plumbing. Virtuosity is barbell. Fun is classic. CrossFit workouts and assessments are upper body pull rings and neurological and core. So we'll see all of that sprinkled in throughout the week, uh, starting with our pull-up progression here on Monday. Then we got some power cleans on Wednesday and ring dips on Friday. You will see um, the neurological and core come in in the extra credit. Uh, obviously, we want to be touching on those double-unders as much as possible leading up to the assessment. So even adding in an extra day if you wanted to just to do double-under practice, that is probably a good idea. Um, usually, the ab-mat sit-ups are not the limiter. Usually, the core is not the limiter. It's always going to be those pesky double-unders. So making sure we get those touches in throughout the week. Uh, but let's go ahead and hop into Monday get things going. So we do have those pull-ups on Monday, just building off of what we have been doing. So we're now we're down to sets of two. Um, so getting pretty close to an assessment weight. Just make sure you leave yourself a little bit of room. Obviously, we don't want to go to a full max two here. Uh, give yourself a little bit of room for next week to level up. And then as usual, you know, scaled appropriately for all the other levels to get them prepared for the assessment. Um, and I just completely skipped over the warm-up. We'll circle back here. Uh, we got seven minutes, 20-second hollow hold, 10 good mornings, 20-second wall sit, and then 10-scap pull-ups prior to that pull-up session. And then getting into the workout here, we have a bar muscle-up and deadlift workout. Very simple, very effective. Uh, so, of course, because we have bar muscle-ups in the workout, that is going to be our focus for the movement review, so 20-second dead hang, 10 scap pull-ups, 20 arch hollow swings, 10 bar taps. So that's just a variation on the arch hollow swing where you kind of do the uh, um, kip at the top without finishing the movement, if that makes sense. I'm sure you guys, most of you coaches will know uh, what I'm talking about, where you do that kip, you have that weightlessness a little bit. Uh, and you could let go of the bar. I think some people teach it that way. I do not like to teach it that way because someone actually let go of the bar completely. And that's not a, you know, we don't need to talk about that. But uh, uh, after that, we get into two minutes of bar muscle up practice and then reviewing deadlifts and building up a little bit of weight in remaining time. The deadlift weight isn't too heavy, so it's not uh, really necessary to spend too much time building. But obviously want to quickly review before getting into the workout. So this workout is a breathe and burn workout. Levels consideration is upper body pull and deadlift. The goal is sub 10 minutes and this one is called fancy pants. So it's four time, five rounds, four or three bar muscle ups and 15 at deadlifts at 155, 105. Deadlifts will drop in weight and then turn into kettlebell deadlifts for white bar muscle ups, go to pull ups, then go to jumping chest to bar and then our jumping variations all the way down. So with this one, obviously with two movements, we are moving fairly quick here. The earlier levels will get this done a little bit faster because the movements are easier than the bar muscle-ups. It tends to take more time for the bar muscle-ups as we get into those later rounds, of course, because of high, how highly technical they are and how easily they fall off. Uh, where the jumping pull-ups, even as we get tired, we should be able to 
maintain a nice tempo um, and keep that breathing up a little bit. This the the upper levels will be or the later levels rather will be a little more on the burn side because of the pulling variations and the earlier levels will be a little more on the breathing side of this um, because of the pulling variations but there will definitely be an underlying burn in the posterior chain from the deadlifts as this breathing is building regardless of your pulling variation so the goal here really is maintaining consistent movement particularly on those bar muscle-ups and pull-ups uh, and then trying to keep those deadlifts pretty unbroken or pretty close to unbroken rather throughout of course if you feel that you know, build and burn welling up a little too quickly in the deadlifts in that second, third round, a quick break just to release that tension and then restarting. Not a bad idea, but we do kind of want to push into that burning a little bit. If you are able to maintain a good tempo on the bar muscle ups, you're not rushing early on, you don't hit failure, uh, you should be able to hit this up 10 minutes pretty easily. Um, usually, the people that went over on the 10 minutes went a little too hot on those bar muscle ups and then fell off a cliff in that third, fourth, fifth round. So just be careful of that. So breathe and burn, definitely prevalent, but a little bit different depending on your level. And our extra credit here, as mentioned in the overview, neurological and core endurance, we got one minute ab mat sit-ups, 30 second rest, one minute of double unders, 30 second rest, and then doing that for four sets. So again, just getting that touch in on the ab mat sit-ups and double-unders, trying to get as many reps as we can in each of those minutes. Uh, just practicing, practicing, practicing. Tuesday here. So Tuesday we have a handstand push-up workout. And there's other stuff in the workout, of course. But handstand push-ups are going to be the main piece in here with some GHG sit-ups, air squats, and some running. Uh, of course, we have to warm up first. So we got three rounds, 12 strict press, 15 to 20 second narrow dead hang, then three rounds, 10 tuck-ups, and 10 leg swings each side each way. So for this strict press, we do have a barbell strict press in here, but we can use just about any implement that you want as long as we're getting that vertical pushing uh, warmed up. We don't want to hop right into uh, inverted pushing. That's pretty intense. So starting with either barbell, light dumbbells, light kettlebells is um, the move there. So any implement you want to use, it doesn't have to be a barbell. And then for the movement review focusing on those handstand push-ups starting with some core stability then moving into getting upside down then pressing out of that inverted position uh, in that review so plenty of time for that and then reviewing ghc sit-ups and med ball sit-ups with the remaining time so the system here is breathe and burn levels considerations upper body push and neurological and core goal here is six plus rounds each that may seem like a lot but you can see the building uh, of the reps here. So the first few rounds are not going to be too um, time consuming, but as we go, obviously that will increase. So the workout is called Wits End and it's for two scores. We got a 12 minute AMRAP, two, four, six, eight, ten, etc. of handstand pushups with a 200 meter run after each set directly into 12 minutes of four, eight, 12, 16, 20, etc. GHD sit-ups and 20 air squats after each set of GHDs. So for this one, handstand push-ups dropped into piked handstand push-ups and then into dumbbell press. Running stays the same. GAC sit-ups go into med ball sit-ups and then air squats just drop in reps. So with this one, particularly with the handstand push-ups, we want to make sure that we are managing fatigue early. It, these are kipping technically, but if you want to do strict, 
you absolutely can do strict, or if you want to have your members do strict, you can have them do strict. It's really dependent on their ability to control the descent. So if you know you have a brown level athlete that's pretty good at handstand pushups and they can control that descent on a kipping, I would allow them to do kipping just because they'll get a few more reps and it'll be a little more on the breathe and burn and less on the muscular burn side. They'll get a little higher heart rate. They'll be able to keep a little bit of a better pace. But if they do want to work on their strict handstand pushups in a breathing environment, then they can absolutely do that as well. Um, this is an either or situation. But make sure for the piked handstand pushups that the height of the box remains the same throughout and that they are able to do them fairly easily in the warm-up so that when they get into the workout, they're breathing hard. They're not totally falling apart, hitting their head on the ground too hard. You know, all the handstand push-up uh, stuff that can happen, we want to avoid that as much as possible, even in the piped variations. And then the dumbbell press, will this, these will all have about the same feeling because of the nature of the shoulders. Those shoulders fatigue fairly quickly because they are a smaller muscle relatively. So making sure that we are managing that fatigue, even at the dumbbell press um, variation, once we get into the set of 8, 10, and 12, that's really where it's going to kick in. And then once we get down into the GHG sit-ups and air squats, this one, we can kind of throw caution to the wind a little bit more. Um, moving quickly through GHDs will burn, but you're not very likely to fail GHD sit-ups. Same thing with air squats, right? We can kind of cycle through those pretty quickly without any um, chance of failure. So moving fairly quickly through this, this one will be a little more breathy, but that burn will be very prevalent. The burn does not go away. I think the second one will just be a little more of both, to be honest, even a or particularly for the earlier levels with the med ball sit-ups and air squats, be a little bit more burny and breathy than that first, um, that first AMRAP. And then the goal, six plus rounds each here. Again, it's all going to be fatigue management in the first round or in the first 12-minute AMRAP. The second 12-minute AMRAP is all going to be about your push. So if you're able to push through those air squat, the burn in those air squats, push through the burn in the sit-ups, you will get to that six plus rounds. So our extra credit here is breathe and mobilize. We got 10 minutes on the bike, three-minute lat smash each side, three-minute classic tricep and lat stretch each side, and then three-minute dead hang, just keeping us nice and healthy and loose for the remainder of the week. Now rolling right into Wednesday here. So Wednesday we got some power cleans to start in the strength and then we have a kettlebell swing and row interval workout. But first we do have to warm up. We got 5, 10, 15, 10, 5 of kettlebell deadlifts, cow row or bike. Um, with the bike we probably want to drop the calories a little bit uh, particularly for the earlier levels. So time, you know, permitting, drop those cal. I mean, time permitting, do the 10-5 or 10-15-10. But if you know you're going to be tight on time here, drop the calories so that those earlier levels aren't taking too much time on the bike. Then we got glute bridges and a 20-second lizard stretch. So our power cleans here, pretty standard structure. We got our clean progressions, of course, to start. And then we have a 10-minute EMOM, two power cleans for purple and brown. Then we go to hang power cleans for the rest of the levels. And always, always, always with our Olympic weightlifting, the focus is on technique and then add weight as technique allows. Adding weight after a missed lift usually does not work out either. So make sure you hit a crisp solid rep or crisp solid two reps or three reps before adding any weight for the next minute. 
and then getting into our workout here, we got five minutes to review Russian kettlebell swings. And we're just kind of building off of that hip extension that you probably just talked about in the weightlifting. Kettlebell swings are a drop down of that, of course, kind of a, a, a precursor to Olympic weightlifting. So making sure that those hips are snappy and that we're moving that kettlebell fairly quickly. This workout is going to be a heavy breathing workout. Levels considerations will be kettlebell. Goal is sub 12 minutes of work time, and the workout is cut a rug. So this one is going to be every five minutes for four rounds, 20 Russian kettlebell swings, and then 500 meter row or 20 15 cal air bike, 20 or 15 cal air bike. So with this one, the goal is consistency and intensity. So making sure that we're hitting unbroken kettlebell swings, getting that heart rate up, and then carrying that momentum through into the row and maintaining a very, very good clip on that row. Consistent, constant breathing. There will be a little bit of burning in the posterior chain, a tiny, tiny bit, but not enough to be noticeable, especially with how heavy you will be breathing. That heart rate will get up pretty quick. That breathing will get up pretty quick. And we just want to make sure we're managing that early on so that we're able to stay consistent. So we want to be at about, again, three minutes per interval. If you are proficient on the rower, it will be less than that. Um, but the kettlebell swings will obviously throw a little wrench in there. Even if you are good at rowing, that kettlebell swing uh, will limit you a tiny bit. Uh, but again, consistency on the kettlebell swings, unbroken 20, right into your row, consistent, constant pace for every single round. And then our extra credit here, we got some core, rotational core to be specific, four sets, 10 lateral med ball throws on the left side, 20 second crossbody mountain climbers, lateral med ball throws on the right side, and then some more crossbody mountain climbers to round that out. So that is Wednesday. Let's get into Thursday here. So Thursday, we have a four time slash quality workout and then some glute accessory, glute and core accessory to finish first obviously we got to warm up always always got to warm up 200 meter jog to start then six minutes 15 air squats 12 mountain climbers 20 second tricep and lat stretch and then we move into our movement review and prep for the workout so we're going to spend a good amount of time just warming up and prepping for the chin-ups in the workout because we don't have much pulling in the actual warm-up so we usually slot that into the prep. So we got 30 second pronated hang, 30 second supinated hang, 20 scat pull-ups, 10 ring rows, emphasizing supination and activating the lats, and then 10 chin-ups. So just accumulating those reps, those obviously don't have to be unbroken, uh, but just working on that upper body pulling, vertical pulling movement pattern. So this workout is going to be a muscular burn workout. Levels considerations are upper body pull and squat endurance for the box step-ups that we have here. And the goal here is sub 20 minutes. This one is called no cigar. So this will be four time and quality because of the strict nature of some of these movements. And the workout's going to be six rounds, seven strict chin-ups, 14 kettlebell box step-ups at 53.35, and then a 50 meter kettlebell front rack carry with a one minute rest after each round. Box height is notated here, except once we get down to the earlier levels where the uh, box height is notated right next to the box because there is no weight. 
So as we scale it down, chin-ups will drop in reps and then turn to ring rows. Kettlebell step-ups will turn into regular step-ups, and then the front rack carry stays exactly the same, but the weight will obviously change as the, uh, the kettlebell box step-up weight changes. So for this one, because it is for quality, we're going to take our time a little bit, but because that one-minute rest kind of allows us to recover, we don't have to take our time too much. Strict chin-ups should be unbroken and smooth throughout. Unless you know that will take you to failure, then don't go unbroken. Break it up at four or five whenever you need to break it to maintain that quality and consistency. Then break it. Don't force reps, especially early on. That goes for all levels, all the way down to ring rows. Don't force reps early on uh, just to stay unbroken if you know it's going to tank you in the, the later rounds. Kettlebell box step-ups should be consistent, constant movement. You can hold that kettlebell however you want. I would probably hold it in the front rack or uh, in a goblet position um, just to kind of keep it high and centered. If you're trying to hold it like a suitcase, it will be pretty difficult, especially if you hit the box with the kettlebell, right? That's not going to be uh, a super fun time. So keeping it high and uh, close to the chest is probably the move. And then the kettlebell front rack carry, just making sure we're maintaining core stability, glute stability all the way through uh, and not you know wiggling around too much as we... Uh, make our way through that 25 meters before we switch sides. So we do want to switch arms at the 25 meter mark. That way we are staying nice and uh, equal or even rather on each side. You don't want to do an entire uh, carry on one side for six rounds. You also can switch with every round. So you start on the right side for the first 50 meters and the next round you do the left side. Just make sure you're keeping track of which side you use last. So this will stick squarely in the muscular burn realm, not too much breathing. There will be a little bit on the step-ups, right, because of the nature of the movement, but the majority of your uh, brain power will be going towards that burning. You will not be thinking about the breathing too much. So the accessory here, four sets for quality. we got 10 single-leg glute bridges on the right side, 20-second Russian twist, 10 single-leg glute bridges on the left side, and then 20-second Russian twist. So a little glute and core um, work here to finish off the day. And then we have some extra credit here, breathe and mobilize. we got 10 minutes on the bike, three minute quad smash on each side, three minute couch stretch on each side, then three minute seated quad stretch on, uh, well, that's both at the same time. So it's on each side, but it'll only take three minutes. It won't take six. So go through that again, keeping us healthy and ready to go for the rest of the week. So moving right into Friday here. So Friday, hitting that gymnastics electricity discipline with the ring dips. See if I can slide right back down. Perfect. Hitting that gymnastics electricity discipline on the ring dips um, and also allowing for some ring muscle up work if Brown Plus athletes would like to because not everyone's doing ring dips for their uh, assessment at the end of the month. So if you need to work on some ring muscle-ups, absolutely do that. If not, stick to the ring dips. So we got a warm-up first. I almost hopped into the strength again. I almost do that every time. Let's start with the warm-up here. We got four rounds, eight wall slides, 10 scap push-ups, 10 push-ups or box push-ups, and five vertical jumps. So right on the nose for some pressing. So we're going to start with a ring dip review, and then you have 15 minutes of either weighted ring dips, ring dips, bench dips, and then stability on the box or on the rings to round that out. 
So pretty much right on the nose to prepare us for a level up on the map. So each level is kind of working on um, their next assessment. And quality is always going to be the priority here when we're doing our strength stuff. But particularly if we're working towards an assessment, we want to make sure everything is of assessment quality. So if you see people doing their dips and you know you wouldn't count it for an assessment, you know you wouldn't count it as a level up if they had done dips that way, then definitely let them know and make sure that they are working their way towards uh, test quality movement. So after that, we do have a power clean in the workout or a hang power clean ra rather. So we're going to start with some clean progressions in the prep before we get into this workout. This one is going to be a breathe and burn workout. Levels considerations are neurological and core. Only core in this one. Weightlifting and upper body push. Goal is five plus rounds and the workout is called crown jewels. So we got 16 minutes, eight toes to bar, 12 hang power cleans, 16 push-ups. If you break on any of these, it is a 100 meter run for blue purple and brown once we get down to orange yellow white the 100 meter run is just built in to every single round toes to bar scale as normal down to leg raises and knee raises hang power cleans scale down and weight then go to kettlebell swings and push-ups go to box push-ups as usual so with this one because we are pushing for unbroken sets it's going to adjust it's going to affect our pace rather a little bit more than usual so making sure we're ready for those toes to bar, particularly take a quick break before those hang power cleans. Don't rush right into them because the grip will start to fatigue fairly quickly. So that little five second extra break will go a long way to allowing you to stay consistent in those later rounds with that grip. Push-ups are going to be probably the second hardest. It really depends on your proficiency, right? Toes to bar and push-ups. Uh, but push-ups, be very conscious of your fatigue. Don't try to bust them out as fast as you can. Think smooth and consistent tempo. Nice hard lockout. Make sure we're getting as close to the ground as we can on the bottom portion. And just consistent technique, being very conscious of that technique as you go. Uh, hang power cleans will probably be the easiest, barring your grip completely going. So keep that in mind as you go, that that burning will you know we'll get burning in the core we'll definitely get burning in the upper body push muscles but the the grip will uh, start to feel it pretty early on if you do break and you have to hit that 100 meter run don't sprint get it done quickly for sure brisk pace but you don't want to sprint be breathing heavy and then try to do another unbroken set because if you fail you'll just be out running again so we got to keep that in mind as uh, as you make your way through this workout so extra credit here, we got shoulders, some shoulder accessory, three sets, 10 scap pull-ups at 3-3-3-3 tempo, 10 PVC Cuban press, 10 scap push-ups at that same three-second tempo per phase, and then 10 prisoner rotations. Again, just keeping us nice and healthy for uh, the remainder of the week and the remainder of our lives. Um, very important to keep those shoulders healthy, I can tell you from experience. So now moving on to our final day of the week, Saturday, starting with a beautiful warm-up before a beautiful classic CrossFit workout here. we got seven minutes, three, six, nine, 12, et cetera, of bodybuilders, single unders, times two, and Kang squats, getting us prepared for some pretty foundational basic 
movements here. So our movement review, because we have double unders in the workout, we're going to spend most of our time on the double unders, also getting us prepared for the neurological and core assessment at the end of the month. So just doubling up on double unders this week with the double unders in the, uh, the extra credit earlier in the week on Monday. So spend a good amount of time here, make sure everyone is making progress on their double unders, and then get into this workout. So the system is going to be heavy breathing because of the nature of these, these movements, little to no burning, but a ton of breathing. Levels of considerations will be neurological and core, only neuro on this because of the double unders and then API for those burpees. So this workout is the ghost, fairly classic CrossFit workout, fairly simple CrossFit workout, uh, but definitely one of the most effective. So we got four total reps, six rounds, one minute of rowing, one minute of burpees, one minute of double unders, and then one minute of rest. Scaling uh, is pretty standard. Burpees go to bodybuilders at orange. Double unders go to single unders. And rowing will obviously stay the same. So the reason we do not have a goal on this is because the discrepancy between like yellow and orange and then purple and brown is pretty large because, you know, we're not adjusting weight. The movement variations aren't that much different. So the accumulation of reps uh, is pretty, pretty different between uh, these two levels. But basically the goal, just like API, is consistent, constant movement for the entire minute, trying to keep that heart rate very high, that breathing nice and heavy, um, and maintaining that for all six rounds. So moving quickly on that row, brisk pace on the row, stop about five seconds short, transition, into the burpees, again, five, 10 seconds short at the end to get into your double unders, take your double unders all the way up to the minute because you have that rest to finish every round. So start off, just like we always talk about with workouts like this, we wanna start off a little slower than you think you should and then adjust your pace as you go. You have six rounds to do that. So don't feel like you're throwing away that first round if you go a little too slow, because if you go a little too fast, you'll be throwing away the entire workout. Right, so slow and steady in that first round. If you're feeling good, speed up a little bit. If you feel like that was good, that pace was solid, stick to that pace for the entire time. Pretty straightforward on this one today. Just make sure we are very conscious of that breathing, very conscious of that heart rate, and we're not spiking it too early uh, on that rower or on the burpees because you do wanna have some juice left for those double unders at the end. But again, this will be very good practice for the neurological and core assessment coming up later this month because there will be good chunks of time where you're just doing double unders and under fatigue. So make it a point to get as many double unders as you can here. I know you would already do that anyway, but just a little more focus because you know that assessment is coming up. So our accessory here, we got core accessory, some sets of kettlebell side bends, banded wood chops uh, going from the right side to the left side here. So 10 side bends, 12 wood chops on the right side, then 10 side bends, 12 wood chops on the left. And then to finish off the week, because it is summertime, want to make sure we can uh, take that tank top out to the beach. We got three sets, six chin-ups, 15 hammer curls, one minute rest, six diamond push-ups, 15 dumbbell skull crushers, and a one minute rest. So make sure these are unbroken. Uh, particularly those hammer curls and skull crushers. That way we're getting that deep burn, that filling sensation in the arms, get a nice pump going, and then get a nice Instagram picture in and tag the gym. And uh, you can tag Level Method too. That would be a good good post for us to have everyone flexing 
level method gives you big arms. Um, that is it for this third week of July. If you guys have any questions, as usual, please post it in the group. Um, also, of course, weekly survey, please fill that out. This will give us actionable steps to create a better product for you guys. This is a product for you, not for me, not for any of us here. Well, some of our, you know, we have some gym owners working at Level Method, but you know what I'm saying. This product is for you guys. We want to make it as functional for you as possible. So please leave us some feedback. That way we can take steps to make this the absolute best programming on the market uh, and something you guys are proud to give to your members. Um, again, questions, comments, concerns in the group. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week.